Oh, hallelujah. The Lord wants to reveal himself to us tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. And if we're not careful, we get so focused on the lamb that we miss the line. We get so focused on what Jesus done as he walked in the flesh that we try to hold him uh, in that place, in that position as the rabbi that walked in this flesh like you and I. But we're going to have to see him like we've never saw him before. Amen. High and lifted up. We got to recognize and realize his place of authority, his position of honor and, and magnificence. And as we see him in that place, it'll change everything. Amen. Let, let's look at some scripture right here. I don't know. Uh, just pray that we follow the Lord in this. In uh, Revelation chapter 1, let's look at starting at verse number 10. Revelation chapter 1, and I want you to hold your heart and your mind on, on the, the, those worship lyrics about the majesty of the Lord. And I want you to see Him tonight uh, in every area of your life. I want you to see Him in your marriage. I want, to, I want you to see Him in your in your children's life. I want you to see Him in your family's life. I want you to, 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 to see Him uh, on, on the job with you. I want you to see Him uh, walking with you through this world uh, moment by moment. Amen? I want you to see Him in this place, in this position. And all fear will subside. All cares and concerns that would grab a host of your heart and your life, they'll be swallowed up in the glory of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Revelation chapter one, verse number 10, uh, John, the beloved, the, uh, the Rev- in this revelation of Jesus Christ that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You and I, we got to recognize and realize that every day is the Lord's day to us. Amen. And, um, Depending on how, who you want to follow and, and the revelation of where they're at. Some people want to say that this was on a, uh, on a Sabbath. Uh, I personally believe it was the day he was going to see the actual, the Lord's day. He went from where he was at to the fulfillment of all things. No need to argue or worry about it or be concerned. You just, something to expand our understanding. But I want you to see him, uh, that John went from where he was at in that moment of time to the end of time as we know it. Amen. And, and you and I, we have that ability and that opportunity. We have, uh, really the authorization that we need to take advantage of it. We, we need to live from the eternity. Amen. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. Aren't you glad that we always talk about Jesus being the one who is the shepherd of the sheep who leads us uh, by his still small voice? But aren't you glad to have revelation that he's got your back? Come on. He leads us, yes, but he's your rearward guard. The book of Psalms goes in and brings revelation of how God surrounds us. We look at how the children of Israel were brought out of Egypt and how they they were uh, surrounded. They had protection in the daytime. They had protection in the nighttime. You've got protection all the time. Amen. But you've got to see. I've got to see the glorified Lord. I've got to see him in the place and the position that he's done push Satan down like you were talking about, Brother Corey. He is very uh, a heel uh, was bruised, but it done the job. Amen. It crushed. It took the authority. Come on. The devil has no authority, right? Jesus said, all power, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And so we look at this and we see this. He said, I heard this, uh, this great voice is of a trumpet saying, I am alpha and omega. Jesus is the first and the last. Amen. He's Alpha and Omega, the, the, the Greek numbers. That's, that's who he is. In other words, you, you can count on that he, uh, was and will always be. 
Come on, he's your hope, he's your confidence. So if he wasn't always has been and he has called you out because he created you and he planted you in this earth age, in this moment of time for destiny, you can rest in the reality he's going to take care of you. He has something for you to do that that he is uh, in the place of uh, feeding you and strengthening you and and allowing the light of the Lord to to be uh, your focus and uh, then to be your reflection into a world that needs it. They need what you have got desperately. Amen. Notice what he said. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and the Smyrna and to Pergamos and to Thyatira and to Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicea. Now these were as close as you can get to geographically being into a circle. So uh, these are the churches of the world. Uh, yes, they were little literal churches at that day and that time. But there are also seven church ages, and you and I can look and see that very definitely we're in the church of the Laodiceans. We're in the church that has left their first love, that has uh, gone astray. Not us particularly, but I mean the church as a whole. We see that time frame. And so we we got to know that, that Jesus is leading us, yes, but uh, when you and I are in a place in a position that we need to, to, to have some truth to show us where we're at, he's going to be behind us. Why? Because the enemy is going to be trying to get our attention this way. And if, and if you and I, uh, look and see what the enemy is showing us, we, we might miss what Jesus is trying to show us if he is in that place, in that position where the devil can get our attention. But you and I, we have the Lord right behind us whispering in our ear. In other words, what is it really talking about? It's talking about you have the Spirit of God inside of you. Come on, that you you have that assurance that no matter what you're hearing, that you're going to be able to hear him and you're not going to hear him uh, in, in the place where um, the world want to, wants to take the power away from Jesus. Right. They, they want to dumb him down and make him weak and make him where everything is OK. Everything is permissible. No. Uh, I understand where they take the scripture of Paul and they twist that. But you and I have got to be in the place and the position that God has gave us a gospel of grace, good news that we can live by and that we can walk in. And, and if we're going to be in the, the two churches that pleases God, and we are, we're, we're going to be in the, uh, come on, Smyrna. That, that's that church that, that, uh, it, it has the fig. It has the truth in it. It has the nutrients. If we're going to be in the church of Philadelphia, it has the love of God in it. That's who you and I are. And we're going to be able to hear him. But notice what happens. And he said, I turned to see the voice. Come on, that's exciting. You and I, when, when, when the Lord is, is bringing an intimacy to us and bringing a revelation to us, we're going to be able to turn and we're not going to just be able to see um, with our natural eyes what we're looking for. We're going to be able to see the voice. We're going to be able to hear with understanding exactly what Jesus is saying to us about this time frame, about where we're at and what we're dealing with. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that exciting to you and I? And that's what we desire. And, and so I need to be in the place in a position where I say, Lord, I, I'm going to make sure that I turn. I, I'm going to turn to you because I, I, I know that you have something more for me. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, can you imagine uh, that as you and I turn to see the voice of the Lord, 
And that's what Adam and Eve did. Remember, Adam walked in the cool of the day. And he walked in that voice of the Lord. He saw things uh, and he understood things. He had a mind that was renewed by the presence of God that we can't even fathom today. But guess what? You and I, we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind, right? Ephesians chapter 4. And, and it comes by this word. But as he turned to, to, to see that voice, he saw something that he wasn't expecting. Tonight, will you let the spirit of God show you something that you're not expecting? See, we've all got questions in our lives. We've all got needs that we think need to be met. We've all got ideologies of what we want. But if we'll to really turn and see Jesus Christ, he'll show us what we need to see when we need to see it because he's a God that is always on time. Amen. And I want that, don't you, with all of my heart. I, I want to see what he, I, and I want to hear, I want to understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. Verse 13, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment from uh, down to the foot, and girt with paps with a golden girdle. Can you imagine? See, so many times, as we get we put God in a box and, and we're praying about a certain thing or we're, we're reading, we're not letting the Holy Ghost teach us the Word of God, but we're going into the Word of God with our own agenda. Come on, I, I, maybe y'all haven't done that. I have. I've went into the Word of God to prove my own self, to prove my own ideology, my, my own, bring my own desires out. But no, I need to get into the Word of God. I need to turn and see the voice and let Him show me what He has for me. Amen? I, I need to let the Holy Ghost teach me the truth of the Word of God rather than some man, including myself, because guess what? Man can be deceived. But the Spirit of God, you'll never be deceived. The Spirit of God will lead you and guide you into that place of truth. So he turned, and when he turned, all of a sudden, he saw what the voice of God was fixing to bring out, but then he saw, come on, the glory of Jesus. Now, what is that saying to you and I tonight? If we're not careful, as we're looking at what God's trying to show us, we won't look to the candlesticks. We won't look to what? The church, in the voice of the Lord inside the church. And, 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 and because we're not looking at that, then we don't see the deeper revelation. See, God, if I don't have love to my brother, if I don't have love to my sister to the point where I'm looking to them and I see them and I, and I see that God has an honor on them and I'm supposed to give honor where honor is due, then guess what? I'm not going to see the next revelation. See, we can cut ourselves off is what the Spirit of God is saying to us right now from what God wants to show us because we put a, we, 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 we close that cabinet door and we say, okay, that's enough. I, I'm not going to look any deeper. I'm not going to go any farther because that is a challenge to me or that's offending me. No, let's, 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 let's bring out of the storehouse everything that the Spirit of God has for us at this moment of time. Verse 14, his head and his hairs were white like wool. Now, can you get that down in your spirit? That this glorified Christ, uh, this unction, this revelation, this glory, this purity of holiness. You know, God is a holy God. Jesus is a holy Savior, and and He is completely uh, white. And He made a promise to you and I. He said in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, if we would be being washed by the water of the Word, down about verse 26, that you and I would be without spot, without blemish. And I love this. This is what I need. Without wrinkle. 
Now, what does that mean to me? See, when I, I, I love all of that, but when I think about the wrinkle, I look in the mirror and I see all these wrinkles, I think about the old man. Jesus is going to deliver me from the old man. My old man is my biggest enemy. My old man is what tells me what I can do and what I can't do, who tries to keep me down and discouraged and despair. But I need to see a risen Savior. I need to be see a sanctified Lord. I need to see the one that can wash me in the water of the Word, and He will deliver me from all of those things. Amen? But I've got to hear what He's saying. I've got to hear that voice. And I've got to, I've got to love my brothers and my sisters. I've got to look into the church. Amen. Right now, people are pulling away from the church. Yeah. No, we can't. We got to come together. Yeah. We've got to be that 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 in that place of unity. He said he would spread his spirit across of us, and we would have unity in the spirit. Yeah. We don't. Have, that doesn't mean that we uh, are going to understand everything at the same time, or we're all on the same page and the same understanding of growth. But. It bears witness in here. We go, I, I see that for you, brother. I see that for you, for sister. I, and I support that. I'm going to pray for that. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm going along with the flow. Amen. I, I, I'm going to get in the river and I'm going to let the Spirit of God take me there. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. Now notice this. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. You know what the source of that fire, uh, you know what his eyes, what it sources, that's the altar. That's the fire that his eyes, that flame of fire is what brought that, that, that altar, that, that place that you and I, that brazen altar that we talked about coming into, uh, the top of the shadow of Moses' t- uh, tabernacle. You gotta come into that altar. He, that was the source. His eyes. That, that, that's the source of what uh, causes you and I to be able to put off the old man and, and put on the new man. Amen. That's the source. That's the source that that caused the children of Israel to have a light by night. That's what. Yes, sir. That's what's looking at you, and it's not looking at you with condemnation or judgment. He's looking with you with eyes of liquid love. Come on. That's why this revelation is coming to John. And and he's he's bringing it to to you and I. That's why it's so critical and so important. We've got to get back to the love walk. If we'll walk in love, everything about our lives will be changed. Love is never defeated. First, you know that very well. First Corinthians 13, down about what is it, seven or eight? Love never fails. And so we've got to get back to the love walk and we've got to let the eyes of the Lord just burn this external off of us. Uh, and I don't mean that in negative. I mean it in a good way. The, the, the warmth of the Spirit of God, well, it shows me my mistakes. Like you said, it, it, it takes me to that next place in Jesus. Amen. And it, it gives me a hope and a confidence of what I can do. And it's all because I look and I see His majesty. Notice what it says. Verse 15. And His feet likened a uh, fine brass. Now, can you imagine this this fine brass? It, 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 it's so pure. It's so shining. In other words, the, the, this fire is coming out of his eyes, but this fire is coming out of his spirit. It, it, it's everything about him. And so every place that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, every place that he walks, this, this uh, purifying fire is coming out of his footsteps. Yeah. And so I have the promise that he's going to lead me by his voice and I'm going to follow in the place of that purity. 
But then I've got the promise that his voice is behind me to protect me and to bring revelation that I might get distracted. I don't know about you. If you, I, I get distracted sometimes, but I, I have the assurance I'm going to be able to hear and he'll pull me out of that distraction and I'm going to walk where he's walking. I'm going to do what he said in First John 1, 9. I'm going to walk as he walks in the light and I have the, the confidence that he's going to cleanse me. Come on, forgive me, make me pure. Because I'm walking in the in those places of, uh, of footsteps, those the, the, that place where the fire that come from the altar of God that is there for me. Verse uh, fifteen. And once again, and his feet was like unto fine fine brass, and as if they were burned in a furnace. Now I want you to think about that. Jesus' feet was put to the fire in the natural for you and I. They were nailed to that nailed to that cross. Yes, but. There's a word in the Greek that talks about uh, how the devil tries us, how he tempts us, and what he done to Jesus. See, the Bible says that Jesus, in the book of Hebrews, was at all points tempted like you and I, yet without sin. But uh, this this temptation of the devil, pyrazo, it means to be pierced by a serpent and then to feel the burning effects thereof. So let that sink in just for a moment. Now, what did we just read here? Uh, his feet was likened to fine brass as if they were burned in a furnace. Now, that means that the holiness and the purity of your Lord and your Savior, Jesus the Christ, as the devil brought everything against him and he was trying to, uh, to, to, to burn him, he was trying to hurt him and hinder him, the fire of God swallowed up the fire of the devil. Remember Moses' rod swallowed up Pharaoh's? That, that's what Jesus is wanting to do in your life and my life. He's wanting us to see him high and lifted up. And he's wanting us to walk as he's walking and, and, and see that very fire and see that, that Jesus went through every fire of the devil, every fire that this world could bring against you and I. And he what? He put it out. How do you put out a false fire? Come on, if you've got a wildfire that's burning... You go and you sit little fires around it, right? One way, and you burn up the underbrush where that fire goes out. Or better yet, you make an explosion of fire and you take the oxygen away and it dies itself. That's what Jesus has done to the devil. He has no spirit left in him. The devil, he, he, at one time, he was so glorious. The, Ezekiel 28 said that every stone was his covering. And, and at least list, uh, what is it, about nine different stones there and how he shone with such glory and such magnificence. But see, you and I, we're looking at the past. If we could see him through the eyes of Jesus, there would be no glory upon him. He, he The light is gone. He He's like Moses after Moses put the veil on because the glory was gone. And so we've got to see this. So I, I want you to be so encouraged and I want you to see Jesus. In other words, take the trouble in your life tonight and, and lay it at the feet of Jesus. See the furnace that he went through and let him take care of that for you. Come on, are we on the same page? I'm, I'm plowing somewhere I've never been before. So if I'm getting out on left field, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving you what I'm hearing in my heart. Amen. Uh, Verse number, uh, last part of verse 15. And his voice as the sound of many waters. 
Now, I, I, I want you to be so encouraged about that reality. His, I, I, what does the Bible tell us in Revelation seventeen fifteen? It tells us that the waters are the peoples of the earth. Now, so here's what we've got to see. We've got to see that your Lord and your Savior, my Lord and my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, He has a voice for every person. Oh, come on now. Don't miss that. He has a voice for every person, but also that means I can understand other people because Jesus has a voice that I can tune into Oh, now somebody needs to hear this tonight. There's some, there's some trouble in somebody's, in a relationship. There's some division there. You need to claim this verse by faith and you need to say, my Lord and my Savior, He has the voice of many waters. And so He can give me a voice, uh, for that my loved one or my, my boss or my friend or my neighbor, whoever it is, that we can be on the same page. We can understand something. We may not be saved together right now, but we can be. We may not be walking together right now, but we can be. Amen. This is what the Holy Ghost wants to do. He wants to show us an almighty Savior, a Jesus like we never saw before. Come on, the voice of many waters. Verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Now, aren't you glad? Now, you know, if we turn over here... uh Verse 20, it tells us the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in the right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. So you and I being in the church, no matter what uh, uh, church situation that we're having to deal with, God's uh, you've got your own personal angel. God's got an angel for your church situation and it's in his hand. It's not time to be discouraged. It's not time to get our eyes and say, oh my gosh, what's, what, what's happening all around the world, especially in our government. I mean, if we can get so discouraged if we start talking about that, what they're doing and all those things. I hate it and I'm praying for our leaders. You're praying for our leaders and, and we desperately want revival. But whether we uh, get what we want or not, we're going to be on the Lord's side. Amen. And we know at the sound of the trumpet, you and I, we're going to be in the place of overcoming, the place of victory and all of those things. So don't be discouraged. Don't let anything get a host of you. And notice that, it, that he's got this in his right hand. So what we need to do is we need to say, hmm, Jesus has got these angels. Now, if one angel could take care of 186,000 and that it doesn't, that was just an ordinary angel. See, the book of Revelation talks about a mighty angel in Revelation 14, 6 that I ain't even going to mention because I can't even understand it. Um, I, I don't know. He's a, That's right. He uh, we, uh, we have great stories about Michael doing some amazing things for for he's the he's the one that's holding Israel together right now. You're exactly right. That's exactly right. And I want his will to prevail, don't you? Amen. And it's going to because we're going to let him renew our heart to his will. So can you imagine if one, this normal everyday angel, for lack of a better terminology, could take care of 186,000 of God's people's enemies. 
Isn't that something tonight? So I've got to see Jesus in this place and, and, and I see him in this uh, lifted up, this place of authority, this place of exaltation, this place that makes me be in wonder. Now, the, those angels are in his right hand. Now, what does Ephesians 2.6 tell you and I? It tells you and I that we're seated on the right hand of Jesus. That's the right hand of power. That means if I get my eyes off the problem and start looking to Jesus where I'm seated, I can see what he's got in his hand and what he wants to minister out. And guess what? I've got some authority and responsibility in on what comes from. There's some things we need to what? We need to dispatch. That The Bible says in Psalms 103.20 that God's angels only hearken unto the word of God. So if I'm speaking the word of God, okay, uh, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Now, we know from Hebrews chapter 2, uh, down what, about verse 14 or something, that this, this two-edged sword, it divides asunder in your life and my life, uh, our spirit, soul, and body. So if I will hear what the Lord is saying to me, if I will walk where those fiery uh, feet are walking, and I'll, I'll let him be my shepherd, but I'll let him whisper truth to me, he can show me what's flesh in my life. See, it's impossible for me to please God in the flesh. Romans 8, very clear about that. And, and so he can show me those things. That that I, if I'm not careful, see the devil loves to play religion. He loves church. He followed you and out of church tonight, and and so he he's uh, in that place in that position. But you and I, we've we've got to be in the place in the position where we say, hmm, the word of God is coming out of the mouth of my Lord and Savior, and He's going to show me the flesh because that's how the devil can get to me. He can get to me in my flesh. He can get to me in my soul, the part that has not been renewed by the Word of God. Amen? So what you and I can do, we have the promise here, though, that Jesus has a word that's coming out. See, so many people say, boy, if I could just hear from the Lord. Just listen. You and I, we can hear. God's not, He's not stopped talking. He's talking to us this word. All we have to do is open up this Bible. We start here, and then all of a sudden, he'll start talking in here by his spirit. Amen? And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance, look at his face now. The glory of the Lord that we were singing about was as the sun shineth in his strength. When the Bible tells us that the Lamb is going to be the light of heaven. The Bible tells us that, that in God, in the uh, James chapter 1, that there's no shadow of turning. You, you and I, right now, you know, we can go out here. We, we, we got the sun still shining, but there's all kinds of shadows because of where this, but in Jesus, there's no shadow of turning. In other words, there's no darkness in Jesus. Right. 
So if I'm struggling with a dark area in my life tonight, if, if the devil is trying to cover up some truth or he's trying to bring some discouragement or despair, I come back to this verse. I worship the Lord in the glory of his countenance and that has to flee me. Verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Now, uh, this is, uh, this is reverence. Yes, I understand that. Uh, and if, if Jesus manifested himself like that, every one of you and I, we would be through the floor, not just on the floor. But I want you to, you and I to look at the prophetic reference of this. If we'll see Jesus in this place of position of authority and love and, and, and him wanting to minister to us, the things that are in our life that are dead, we can let them fall to the ground. We can let what flesh is flesh be flesh, be be dead, gone. I want that, don't you? Yes, sir. I want that, don't you? But I want to walk in it right now to be a witness, to be a testimony. Uh, and so we've got to see that John the Revelator is getting this revelation uh, for him to, to be able to bring it back to us. So it's something that is applicable to us tonight. And when I saw him, I felt at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me. (laughs) What was in his right hand? Did it say he laid those down? No, Jesus, whatever he has in his hand, it's always in his hand. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Say, I'm in the hand of the Lord. Come on, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, when you get born again, you come in the hand of Jesus, you come in the hand of the Father. Jesus said in John chapter 10 that no man could pluck you out of the hand of God. And so you're sitting in the hand of God with his angels ready to be dispatched. Come on, we got to start looking at some things differently. We've got to see Jesus in that place of authority. And he laid his right hand upon me, and he had a word. Look what his word was. Fear not. Fear. See, I don't know about you. Can I just be honest with you? Because otherwise, while we're here, uh, fear paralyzes me. If I get into fear, then I, I, I start getting discouraged, and I start getting uh, angry because fear makes me angry because I don't know what to do. I don't, and, and I can look back over. Uh, my childhood and I can see how my dad was angry all the time and it was because he had run from the Lord his whole life and he literally did not know what decision to make and so he was angry about everything all the time and my heart aches for him tonight and I thank God all that's over and done with but uh, but uh, I wish that God uh, could have got somebody to him and I know what God tried uh, it, w- it wasn't the Lord's fault. But in other words, my heart aches so much now. I want to, God send me somebody that's in the same place Amen. that's like that. I don't want them to live and die in that place. It's a horrible place. And so I, w- I want to hear the words of the Lord. I want to see him high and exalted. I don't want to have any fear. Come on, I want to trust Jesus, don't you? And we can tonight if we'll take whatever the devil is showing, whatever the flesh is making us feel, and and we'll put it under the feet of Jesus. Fear not. I am the first and the last. Verse 18. I am he that liveth 
and was dead. Now, why did he say that? He wants you and I to realize that he died for us. Oh, my goodness. What does scripture tell us in Romans chapter 8? What is it? Maybe down about verse 31 or something like that. That when you and I, when we get into Christ Jesus, that if we've accepted Christ, that because of that, God will freely give us all things. So what do we read right here? He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. He died that you and I might have that inheritance, Brother David, that you was testifying about this morning. The inheritance of being able to use our tongue against the enemy. Use the word of God against the devil who wants to just steal, kill, and destroy out of your life and my life. Amen? Come on now. That's the Holy Ghost. Amen? Want to do a work in our life. That's encouraging. That's the way it's supposed to be. Praise the Lord. Um, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Because Jesus is alive, and your faith in him, you're going to live forever and ever and ever. Amen? He said, Amen. And he has the keys of hell and of death. So if I can see Jesus in this place in the position when hell and death comes against me, I can see it in the hand of Jesus instead of out of the mouth of a lying devil. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost. You need to re- somebody needs to receive that tonight. You can see the keys of hell and death in the hand of your Savior rather than out of the mouth of a lying devil. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Isn't that something tonight? Amen. That's what he has for us. He said, verse 19, Write these things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Now, uh, you know, I don't want to get in your business or whatever, but the greatest thing that you can do is just get along with the Lord and, 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 and let him speak to you through this Bible. Let him speak to you by his spirit and write it down. Write it down. And when you do that, you're showing him that you are honoring what he has showed you. Because you think under that anointing, you think, I'll never forget this. But if you and I don't write it down, when we come out from under that anointing, and then the the, the flesh starts working, the devil starts screaming, we go, wait a minute. What did, what, what, what did God say? Now, y'all may not have done that. I, I, I've done that. I, I said, Don, I can't remember. Right. And with tears, I, I said, I can't remember. I, I, it was so clear. I didn't think I would ever forget, but I, I don't know what he said. But if I just take time, write it down. Or, or if you don't want to write it down, speak it in your phone. Whatever. I mean, we've got, we have no excuses. We, 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 we got plenty of avenues. You can get your little recorder. Tor, Corey and Tori bought this for me years ago. Uh, when my other tore up for, for nothing. Speak it in there. I like to speak it because then when I play it, I hear my own voice. We believe our own voice probably more than anybody else's because that's what we're hearing the most. So tonight, Here's what the Spirit of God wants us to do. He wants us to come to that place where we 
just worship the Lord like that song, like our worship team, like the worship pastors were leading us in that place, in that position of, of Jesus being so exalted that everything else falls under his feet. You realize how much the Lord hurts when you and I get in fear? It, it grieves him because he's, he feels what you and I feel. And he went through everything he went through to deliver us from that. And, and he wants you and I to walk in that abundant life. It's possible. It's available. I haven't got there yet. I've got there in a few things. But guess what? I'm, I want to get there more and more, don't you, until the coming of the Lord, until the sounding of the trumpet. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Within all and all nervousness, I, I, we just are in your presence right now. And we're so grateful. We're so thankful for what you have uh, led our worship team in, what you have led our hearts in tonight. Lord, right now, there, there, there's some things that uh, are going to become crystal clear in our lives as we put to practice step by step of you being exalted, of you being glorified. I believe that not only is there going to be purity in our lives and we're going to walk out of some things and walk into the good things of God, but I believe we're going to be able to hear with understanding this voice of many waters that's going to put things that have been divided back in a place of unity by your Spirit. And we praise you for it, Lord. Let it be. Touch us and draw us right now and help us yield to you. And you just do what only you can do in our life. That is your perfect will. We yield to you. We don't want to be just in the good or the acceptable. Tonight we want to come into the perfect will. Draw us. Let it be in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I'm going to fall at your feet. I'm going to, I'm going to feel that, that fire come out of your feet. I'm, I'm going to see that fine brass. That the brass means purity. I'm going to see the purity that is in you. And I'm going to see and understand that you said that I was a part of your many-membered body. And if I'm a part of your many-membered body, that fire is burning in me. It is purifying me. Would you come tonight and say, Lord, I, I, I want to see you above, uh, family, above friends, above finances, above fights, uh, uh above the, the fear of the enemy. I want to see you tonight and I'm going to accept you as who you are. Would you come tonight and just let him do a work in your life? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you.